No, but honestly, I worked for more than 10 years in a multinational organization and I never, ever thought of the effect of different cultures and how they would impact business. It was when I moved to Japan in 2016 when I got confronted with the fact that managing cultural differences was taking a lot more time and energy and that my message really landed differently depending on the cultural context. Welcome and thanks for listening to this first episode of my podcast channel. My name is Coco Hoffs and I help professionals to become more effective working across cultures. It's my mission to help you develop your cultural knowledge and your cultural intelligence. Here you will learn how to become the leader ready to lead in a global economy. You will not get the do's and don'ts on how to deal with one specific culture, but you will develop your cross-cultural mindset. This is the place where you will learn from me, my experience, but also through interviews with experts from all over the world about how your deeply rooted culture affects your business. And in this episode, we will go back to the basics. Because in order to understand the effect of culture, you need to understand what culture really is. Because how aware are you of your own culture, of how you are perceived in other cultures, how you're wired, how culture is wired and printed into your brain? Can this change and what does it mean for international business? People do business with people which is why your personality and you being the authentic version of yourself becomes more important than ever before. Globalization, digitalization has given opportunities to interact with people from all over the world. But what you think is good leadership is different in different parts of the world. And why is that? To answer that question, we will look into the human programming triangle. This is a three-layer triangle that helps us to understand where in our brain different elements are captured. And so is your personal cultural profile. Fundamentally, the first layer indicates that we're all human. You and I were from the same species. We have different, but fundamentally the same needs. We have inherited that were born as humans. The third and top of the triangle is what represents you, your personality, your character. Let's say what makes you, you, your personality really. This element is captured in your brain based on what you have inherited, but definitely also that what you have learned, how certain things have made you feel, how your personality has gotten you where you are today. But in between the third and the fundamental layer at the top, we will find, and of course you'll feel it coming, the cultural layer. This is a layer of human programming in the brain that has captured what you have adopted as your culture, what you have developed as the norm, what's wrong, what's right, what you think is inappropriate, when being late is considered as being late. Think, for example, as a funeral. No, don't think as a funeral. Imagine yourself at a funeral. 
Is it appropriate to enter a funeral 20 minutes late after the start? To walk forward, interrupt, and provide the condolences to the family. For you, you don't, might not even recognize that this is off the norm. Or for you, when you're listening, you're imagining this scenario and you feel the muscles in your face contracting. Because when you imagine yourself sitting in a funeral and that to happen, you feel sorry for that person. Interrupting a funeral is potentially one of the worst things that you can imagine. You will think this is not normal. And that is because your brain has captured that as not normal. But for many people it is. In many cultures this is normal. And how we perceive one another is called cultural perception. It's important to understand that there's no wrong or right. There's differences. And those differences tell us how we perceive each other. How we're brought up in school plays a part on how we perceive, deal, and respect authority. Was your teacher more a facilitator among others? Or was it the person in front of the group that knew it all and was never questioned? If you come from a more hierarchical culture, you will recognize the last example. Questioning the teacher? No way. Something that someone coming, for example, from the Netherlands probably finds very hard to imagine. And that, and all of this, and much more, has a huge impact on business. How we communicate, how we prefer to give feedback, how we come to decisions. But all of that is something that we often do not prepare ourselves on. Because when we work with other cultures, we're simply just doing whatever feels right. We are not super aware of what is the right strategy to become more effective across cultures. We know that there are differences, but we cannot really pinpoint where those differences are based. We often believe that we're strong leaders, that our authentic version has brought us to where we are today, and we are definitely able to motivate and inspire others without putting a lot of effort in. But when I ask you, if you have a different strategy or a different leadership style, depending on the culture of the other, depending on the cultural context, what would you answer? You probably don't know. Or you answer that you, based on your intuition, you will feel where the boundaries are. Because when we work with other cultures, we trust that we feel that we're doing the right thing. And for you, it's important to remain the authentic version of yourself because we concluded that that version has brought you where you are today. You have been exposed to different trainings on how to deal with one specific culture, maybe. You have read books like how to negotiate with Americans, what you should know about the Dutch. And that research has taught you several do's and don'ts. But what do you do when you lead in a global economy and you operate in or within with multiple cultures? Honestly, I worked for more than 10 years in a multinational organization and I have never ever thought of the effect of different cultures and how they would impact business. 
It was when I moved to Japan in 2016 when I got confronted with the fact that managing cultural differences was taking a lot more time and energy than I got. My message landed differently depending on the cultural context. So there was a point where I was leading a cross-cultural team of local Japanese and people from Hong Kong. I, myself, reported to an American boss and I was in daily contact with the Swedish headquarters. And I think it's important for you to understand that I was responsible for security, safety, and crisis management of the brand. And you could say that I was very used to deal with stressful situations. However, the thing that took the most time was managing the cultural differences and perceptions in between all of the cultures that I was dealing with. My American boss provided me with negative feedback, but they always came with minimum three compliments. And I was confused. Was she happy, unhappy with my performance in that meeting? Because me being Dutch, I believe that constructive negative feedback means that the improvement area, let's say the negative part, stands on its own. So the American belief of good constructive feedback three compliments with every negative, confused me. My colleagues from Sweden, from headquarters, they came over several times and they always emphasized the importance of everyone being on, let's say, the same page. And their preference, the Swedish preference for working in a non-hierarchic, in a flat structure, was very different for my, especially Japanese team. The Swedes... They were aiming for the workplace to be a safe place to share ideas and opinions. And as much as we all agreed with that aim, and as much as I loved the approach, I remember the facial expression of my Japanese colleagues. Like, I'm lost. Aren't you the boss? I'm, I'm confused. What do you mean? And afterwards, so always after the Swedes left, I found myself recovering their image, really. The image of the Swedish management that dropped severely in the eyes of my Japanese team. They experienced them as weak and poor leaders. Their approach to, you know, we're one team, we're in this together, for them look, made them look like weak and leaders that were unable to make decisions when times were tough. There, my Japanese team, they said to me, they are placed in those roles for a reason. Why are they not taking the lead? So let's say that I have my own reputation, of course, to work on. I think it was clear that I wanted to create the best performing team. But at the same time, parallel to all of that, I became more and more aware of how my culture and my own perception played a part in this. Because being Dutch, I thought that understanding that, let's say, the French are more diplomatic and the Germans more punctual, that that was sufficient. But it became clearer and clearer that that mindset was not sufficient at all. Actually, the opposite, because it was stereotyping till the max. Business results were not coming in, and motivating the team and myself became more complicated. 
I found out that my cultural perception towards the cultures that I was surrounded with also played a part. Because my American boss, who kept on confusing me over and over again, she became to feel like an unpredictable, let's say, crisis on its own. I received compliments after compliments and the improvement areas were nothing versus the quantity of compliments that I received. So when I got my first performance review, I was surprised not to be an overperformer. And the more research I did on the topic, the more and more I found out that many, or more or less all, research is based on how to deal with one specific culture. For me, however, it was so clear that the key was not to learn about how to deal with the Americans, Swedes, Japanese, or to learn more about the Dutch culture. Key to success was to understand how we all perceive each other differently. Because the truth is that for me, it was great that the Swedes were aiming for a flat working structure. It did not affect their leadership image for me at all, but it did with the Japanese. And my American peers were not at all perceiving my boss as an unpredictable minefield. But I did. And booking business results, good leadership, teamwork, constructive feedback, all cultures agree that those things are important. But how to get there is wired differently in our brains. Our brain, your brain, has captured your culture until the age of puberty. So have you been brought up in one and the same place until that age? You could define that place as your culture. And yes, your personality, the top of the layer of the triangle is subject to change. But your cultural profile, your cultural profile is locked there and does influence what you think is good communication, good feedback, leadership, how you prefer to come to decisions. For example, do you prefer that everyone agrees? Or how you convince one another. In my podcast, I'm going to take you on a learning journey. How to develop your own cultural mindset. I'm going to take you on different journeys and you will get tips, tricks and tools to learn about how to become a leader ready to lead in a global economy. Without cultural misperceptions. And without cultural misperceptions that affect you or someone else's image. But most of all, you will learn on how to become that global leader ready to lead in a global economy, ready to bring in those international results, to lift your business to the next level and to manage that group of currently international individuals to a well-functioning cross-cultural diverse team, to innovate, to expand, to rocket abroad and to be you in that multinational environment. Do you want to know more about me, how to work with me or what I can do for you or your business organization? Visit me on cocohaas.com, reach out because I would love to know more about you. I hope to give you a warm welcome to new episodes. And if you have enjoyed listening to my podcast, you would help me a lot by leaving a review or hitting that five-star button on Spotify. 
This simply helps for my podcast to be found by others and to spread the awareness on cultural perception. But for now, I'm wishing you a great day, evening, night from wherever or whenever you're listening to this. Ciao!